0: Three, four, five.
1: One, four, five.
0: That's Three songs.
1: Three songs, Three songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike. Three songs. He's here's Three songs. It's Bobby. Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Bobby Mike, it's
2: Bobby Mike. Punk pop. Like it's like a three song. A three song.
1: Yes, indeed. Episode one forty-five of Three Songs podcast. It's January twelfth, two thousand twenty-one. It's our second episode from two thousand twenty-one. We did one yeah. a week ago. Um,
0: it's been an exciting year.
1: There, there have been a few events that have happened since then. We will skip over all of that bullshit. And well, get, I mean, like you and know, if get it, comes to the music. Up, it comes up, you know, it, you if know, it like, comes up, know. it comes up. But uh, yeah. I, I want to distract myself with some music. You know, there's there's other ways. Anyway, if well, it comes up, imagine why, Mike. If yeah. it comes up naturally, for sure. I think yeah. you and I are both, um, you know, not shy about sharing our views. But um, I want to play some music, and I want to play an artist that I only recently discovered. She's from Greenville, Mississippi. She, Good town. She put out an album in um, the middle of 2020.
0: Now, I see. So you've never ventured around Mississippi, have I you? I have We've not. talked about
1: that. As I, I haven't. Um, and, you know, we have one of the kind of recurring th- themes, especially during COVID, is all of the artists who've released great records who should be out there touring to support those records, but unfortunately cannot. And I think, yeah. I think th- this one, I'm going to play from um, a woman named Bronwyn Brent. Uh, the album is called Undercover. It came out about six months ago. She should be touring extensively in North America. And I believe she's actually um, probably better known in the UK than she is in the US, which is... Sort of odd and ironic, but... Um, well, I
0: mean, that would be the story of Pavement's career. The,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it seems like you have to be an import to make a dent. Um, and and that might be the case with her. Anyway, it's th- this is an album that from the moment I first heard it um, not too long ago, I, it just felt like an instant... I don't know if I want to say instant classic. That's a lot of praise, and I don't want to. That's a lot of praise. I don't want to. I don't want to build it up too much before I play it. But it's just it's a it's a record that felt very timeless. It felt very current, but it could have been made 50 years ago. It felt like it it really fit in no genre. You know, she she's from Mississippi, so you'd be thinking a bit of a twang. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of that, but it it also has this kind of jazz kind of cool feel to it and i believe uh her backing band features some members of the raining sound if you know them yeah uh, as well as um the dap kings sharon jones backing band so um a little bit of current coolness um i'll start it off with the title track from from that new record undercover oh.
0: Brahman Brent is uh, well armed musically.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, anyway, yeah. Here, here you go. Hope you like it.
0: Intro to me. Intro.
1: Bronwyn Brent, she seems to kind of have it down. You know, it's the the, the formula, write good songs, surround about yourself... the
0: formula, you know, like... Uh, well,
1: I just mean, you know, write, write good songs, surround yourself with good musicians, and have an amazing voice.
0: Yeah, she's got the combo platter.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. uh... Well, I, it, who's, who's associated with that music? Like, um... Is that like Fat
1: Possum or something like that? I think she self-released that record. Interesting. Yeah, I I stumbled across it because I saw somebody mention it. I went and checked her out on Bandcamp. I listened to it. I loved it. I bought the record.
0: Whoa, man, you don't mess around. I got
1: an email from her a day or two later saying that she shipped it, but she shipped it Media mail, and she needed to refund me some shipping. So, so uh, she's she's kind of doing it all. She's wow, fulfilling the fantastic. orders. Yeah, she's making the music. Um, so
0: I'll tell you a funny story. But like a lot of people are talking about the United States Postal Service over the holiday season.
1: Yeah. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like, um, I'm sure you had packages go out and packages come in. Like everything, you know, was a bit late. Right.
1: Uh, oh yeah, I had I had ones that I ordered. December 3rd, that yeah, yeah. didn't move, didn't do any sort of, they just sat for over a month and then started moving early January and actually got them a day or two ago.
0: Yeah, same, you know, uh, like Christmas never ends here. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, in fact, today I got like two be- uh, two beautiful scarves um, from uh, John and Emma MacArthur in, in England. And uh Emma. so like yeah, the, the, the Christmas is never end. it's
1: um, it's in it, and, and you remind me, man, I have actually your Christmas present sitting to the left of me about five feet, um, that I just never I'll got around to mailing. Up in person, you know? I I it's will like it's
0: gonna be you know <laughs>
1: I will blame I think
0: that things have probably like kind of like gotten a bit back to normal but one interesting thing that happened to me in the last few days is that I got a package back that I sent out five months ago one seven inch one c night seven inch mm-hmm. to a guy named young young Yu in la and I assumed um so I sent him a c night seven inch and I got it back and like I was actually very Happy about my packaging technique because it looked about the same as when it left the house. i so think about that; it's been floating around the, like for 150 days, right? And like during a pandemic. And, yeah. yeah, and um so like I'm trying to. I think it. I think it's because his apartment number was wrong or something. Huh. He lives in Los Angeles, you know, sure. that kind of thing.
2: Yeah,
0: and I wasn't, you know, not to steal Bronwyn's thunder, but like. I was a bit amazed by that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But I, I appreciate um, the fact just like yesterday I went out and sent out a bunch of uh, knit caps with broker's tip patches on them and like, you know, I mean, and I'd like to thank you. I'd like to take the time to thank you for your generous donation to uh, my, my nephew's um, oh, fundraising yeah. team. Of course. Uh, yeah. Le- Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and, and putting that up. Yep. On on the social media, the Twitter.
1: Absolutely. Um, And thank you for doing that, too, Bob.
0: I mean, yeah, absolute pleasure. And, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for all that. And, um, anyways, Bronwyn Brent.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's uh, Bronwyn, B-R-O-N-W-Y-N-N-E. Brent.
0: N-A-B-R-E-N-T. Yeah,
1: so it's BronwynBrent.bandcamp.com. You can find her stuff. You can order her stuff. I think she might even have BronwynBrent.com uh, as well. So a couple different ways to get in touch if you're interested and you like that, and you can check out more of her stuff. And well, I mean, order I would direct. like to like yeah.
0: tip my cap to her. Obviously, she's running her business out of her house too, or of some small office, and like she's sure as hell is honest in regards to sending her products.
1: Ow. Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, the thing I love about the music is it just it, it sounds it's it sounds instantly familiar and beautiful, but also very unique and almost hard to pin down in terms of what genre or even what time it was recorded, you know, because if I'd played that for you and said this is a mid 60s song. You might I would believe have thought
0: it. that. No, I would have thought it was from the last twenty years. Okay,
1: F- fair, but there's there's definitely like this, does sound this big Mike. this vibe. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're more you you've seen more of the sausage being made in terms of how the the sound is there, but just that vibe. Very
0: clean, very clean. It has
1: it. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's got it, there, there's um it's not as compressed as what you might expect from something. 50 years ago so
0: well if you're talented why would you compress it It,
1: it, exactly exactly and
0: obviously she is yeah
1: so anyway check the rest of the amount check her stuff out uh i really dig it
0: well anyways we're gonna get on the mysterious um podcast plane here and fly from greenville mississippi to lisbon Mm. in portugal where you and i have never been another
1: place i've never been yeah
0: well i mean me neither a place I would love to go to. For sure. <laughs> um, I think, you know, hopefully when the smoke clears in 2026, maybe you and I will be like, you know, waltzing around Lisbon. Aren't you the and, pessimist?
1: I, 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 I'll, and, I'll, I'll I'll, split the difference and say 2023. That sounds good. I
0: like <laughs> that. This is their third or fourth um, album. I'm going to play a song called Aquarius off their 2018 album called The Invisible World of Beautified Junkyards from Portugal. Thank you.
1: a nice little vibe to it
2: yeah
0: groovy man
1: and and you said that's from their third album from 2018 yeah uh it looks like they have It'd a brand incredible. new album coming out on friday i think
0: that'll be awesome
1: yeah uh, i just i just looked them up real quick um they have but a f- think, but
0: you know you've been on you've been actually to the beach recently but like it was more of like a there's yeah. a beach there, but it wasn't like it was, you know, like a hot beach.
1: Right. It was the Oregon coast is not exactly. We, 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 there's a reason why we call it the Oregon coast, not the Oregon beach. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> because yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, there's there's sand. I've
0: seen my fellow Oregonians uh, wandering <laughs> around on the shore, and it looks like it looks glorious. And it, I've never been. Yeah. I've only ever been to. I mean, I've. You know, obviously been in the Portland area, but like um, in Eugene and Mm -hmm. da 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 driven around, but I've never been to the Oregon coast. It always looks a bit rough.
1: It's it's usually pretty windy. Um, There's quite often rain involved, or at least fog. Um, There might be some rocks. In some cases, there's dunes, depending on where you go. Uh, you might even find some sand, but it's more the kind of sand that you'd build a little bonfire around, than lay out and get a tan at or play volleyball at. Um, yeah, it's which
0: just sounds like more like my kind of scene. More, it's you know, probably,
1: I, you, know you mentioned Hull. I've never been to Hull. Yeah, yeah. Bridlington. Uh, you know all that. I would, I would, Junior, I would yeah. imagine it's probably more along the line. Western lines. super Mayor, yeah you know, more Brighton along beach yeah. yes exactly like it, we're talking we're talking Fargate, um, for fuck's sake yeah know. yeah you know like cliffs and rocks and weather and you know we're not talking bikinis usually
0: well good you yeah. know um
1: but you brought it do you up ever,
0: because. Uh, but do you, ever, you must dip your toe in the water. Isn't oh right?
1: well, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. And but you, you, don't, know,
0: you don't you don't jump in like a wildcat, and, like
2: you
1: mm, Not usually. Um, you can. Are you a
0: good swimmer?
1: Uh, can you swim? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I wouldn't swim from San Francisco to Alcatraz, but. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, let's hope not.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can I can hold my own.
0: You do have a swimmer's build.
1: yeah lean life the swimmer's build a runner's build uh it's it's become less so during um the quarantine lockdown but uh what
0: would you describe as your best swimming stroke
1: uh i guess the freestyle there you go yeah for sure i never really learned i never really learned the technique it was more a little bit of thrash and kick the legs and it propelled me well enough so
0: yeah, it sounds like you weren't very well trained. No, not but, at all. But, um, you know, beautified junkyards junkyards are. are oh, and, yeah. like, um, I like the way they blend. It's interesting, like, um, there's actually, like, a genre that they've been thrown into called hauntology. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so that, there
1: you go. To me, that had a bit of a 60s vibe. It had a little bit of, like, United States of America.
0: Yeah, that sounded way older than Bronwyn Brett.
1: Yeah. Well... Yeah, i guess so you know the bronwyn brent throwback feel was more i mean and maybe it's more ele- er, uh, evident on other songs but there's kind of this like 60s um almost jazzy vibe on some of the songs yeah but good stuff Th- thank you for sharing that and uh, I'll, I'll, oh, you'll
0: you'll enjoy the music. I will definitely it, enjoy that To the junkyards,
1: and uh, yeah, they've got a new album coming out on Friday. So they're they're. I don't know
0: what label they're on.
1: They're on a label called Ghost Box. I don't yeah. know if that's their own or what. But that's a that's actually Mister
0: Ghost label. Yeah, <laughs> he runs a label out of here that's very successful. He does it all on his cell. Phone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No packaging yet. <laughs>
1: It appears he has a UK a UK uh, email address, so um, a
0: lot a lot of contacts.
1: Yeah, yeah no,
0: yeah, he's that's you know, good. well. I mean, you keep in mind he's you know Welsh origin, so. right?
1: That's true. That's true.
0: And Wales is still a part of the UK, as is Scotland. Mm-hmm. Know, like, um, mm-hmm. I wonder if Scotland will go independent.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, Cosmorama is their new album that comes out on Friday, which is also. Uh, my father's it's gonna birthday.
0: be like trippy and fun and beautiful,
1: maybe. Yeah, yeah.
0: Your father's birthday is Friday.
1: My father's birthday is Friday. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. God, bless, God bless Fred. God,
1: God bless Fred. He would have been 87. Oh, yeah, so uh, is that right? Well, I don't know, something like do that. Do the math. Yeah, my mother like was that.
0: born in 36, uh, so yeah,
1: he was born in 34, so he would have been yeah, 87. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thank you for sharing that, Bob. I enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: my pleasure. Um, you're going to take us actually back.
1: I'm going to take us back. I'm going to take us back to the South again.
0: Oh, you're going to take us back in time, aren't you? Back
1: in time, back to the South. Uh, I'm going to take us to. Uh, this is a guy I think was from Alabama. Remember, way back when we did a show on Alabama.
0: Yeah, that was like, what was that, episode 28? Something
1: like that. I don't know. I'd have to look. But yeah, it was early on. Um, yes. This is a guy that was born in Birmingham. He's still around. Um, he just recently in December celebrated, I guess, would have what would have been his 75th birthday. Uh, I don't know if he's still making music or not. But um, this is an album that came out in 1975 on the Atlantic label. It was his first full length, um, after he released a number of, uh, quite a few seven inches. Um, this guy's name is Sam Dees, R&B, soul singer, uh, songwriter, producer. I mean, he, he, um, I think is probably, I don't even know if he's, how well known he is, but if he's known, he's probably more known for his singles. He only released a couple actual albums, um. This being the first of them, uh, the album is called "The Show Must Go On" from 1975, and uh, this one's called "What's It Gonna Be." It's got a little bit of a, um, I guess Marvin Gaye, "What's Going On" kind of feel to it, but yeah, really dig S this right. the A to
0: the M to the D to the WES, yeah,
1: exactly. D to the double E-S. Sam yeah. D's. Here you go.
3: Check and see if you've given yourself what you're trying to get. Together But we're We're not together together. So what's it gonna gonna be Brother man What's it
2: it gonna gonna be
3: You say you got a raw deal Since you've been here Hey, and I know it's true Yes I did, yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, But you're the only one who can fix it By loving your than in wars Cause there's no peace among ourselves Hey, let's come together and love one another What's it
2: gonna be, brother man?
3: Somebody tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, I wanna know. You might think that you've got everything you need, but it seems you're missing something. Beneath. You need to take time out. You need to take time out and look around and you'll find that reality stares you straight into the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's more of us that die in the streets. Instead of blaming somebody else for all these And
2: who's just chasing your teeth, brother me,
1: tell me Such a good record. That whole album, start to finish, is super strong. Sam Dees.
0: Well, Sam Dees is like, you know, he's first of all, he's pretty much started getting going like around the time I was born.
1: <laughs> right. He's
0: one of these like, you know, prodigious people that like you know, led a vocal group when he was a, a baby. He's yeah. Like nine nine years old. Yeah. But, like what he's really famous for is writing right massive hits for massive artists.
1: Right. He was a songwriter.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there'd be no Whitney Houston. I mean, uh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: I mean, there yeah. might be, but like,
1: yeah.
0: you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he, Gladys Knight and the Pips, right. like George Benson, Are- Aretha, Aretha Franklin, yeah. like, you know. I
1: mm-hmm. mean,
0: so he's just one of those incredibly talented people who, like, could work his magic on his own, as he just did for us, but, like, you know, you also, like, the songwriters. Like, right, it's he interesting because like, people like know hit songs, and they, if you look at the record, like, they didn't write it. Sam Dees wrote it.
1: Right. He was more behind the scenes. Producer, songwriter, you know. Now and then would put out his own record, but often the record was a seven-inch. I mean, he he was making, like you said, he was making records early on, but he didn't put out a full-length LP until... Quite a bit into his career, and even then, most of what he released as a full 89 length
0: 89 was his first solo thing, wasn't it?
1: Uh, seventy five from that album. Um, well, from the that sh- album, the yeah. show must go on. But yeah, I mean, and I then, know he
0: had this, this that um, I know that song "After All" by him. Yeah, it's it, like from when I was like in college,
1: right? And a lot of the a lot of his full lengths were ultimately just collections of earlier recorded songs that were released as singles or maybe never released. Um, because I think there, there there's a certain artist who was recording songs more as almost demos for other artists to record instead of as a final piece to put out as their own music. Um, and I think Sam D's kind of falls into that category, which is a shame because he was incredibly talented, and I think he deserves. Well, oh, he still own. is. He is. That's true. I don't know if he's still making music. He may be, um, but uh, but everything I've heard from him, there's a collection called "The Heritage, Heritage of a Black Man" uh, that's also very f- stellar. You know, start to finish, fantastic. Check it out. It's good stuff.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful song you selected. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this one won't be so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take us to Northern Virginia.
1: Oh, you're going to the Sloat?
0: Yeah specifically, yeah, specifically Falls Church, where my father lived. Okay. Um, you mentioned Fred. My father mm-hmm. lived in an apartment um, during the Carter administration. And uh, his apartment was in Falls Church.
1: That's right. He worked worked in the Carter administration, right?
0: Yeah. He's the the deputy assistant to Jimmy Carter in the Office of Public Liaison. He was um, Jimmy Carter's uh, schedule maker. Wow. Yeah. Working with Mitch Costanza. Amazing. um, He had this little apartment in Falls Church. It was fun to go up there. I was living in Richmond. We'd go up every weekend and see him. I had a White House pass. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, this
0: is like, you know, like the events of like last week, like I had a great conversation um, with my mom and like uh, I, I still have my White House pass. It's obviously now been voided, but like mm-hmm. security was at a, a time then um, in the late 70s. And I was a kid named me like Amy Carter.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember Amy say, Carter. Basically,
0: yeah. this, I think she was the year between me, me and my sister, Mary. Okay. And, uh, but, like, we had these White House passes, and, like, it was like you could easily falsify them. <laughs> I mean, they were just, like, laminated passes. And, like, mine's got, like, the old-fashioned, like, way to void a pass, like, when you lost the election where it's just, like, punched out, voided. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know. Right. I remember having a meal in the White House Mess and stuff, which they you know the diner in there and whatever. I mean, it doesn't even really matter. But anyways, Wingtip Sloat is from Falls Church. And Wingtip Slope was a really important band to me. They're really prolific in the nineties. They were contemporaries of everything that I was doing then. hmm Yeah. Um, you know, Pavement and Silver Shoes and like Right. They were on, on a label called Sweet Portable Junket, which Released 7-inch uh, by my dear friends, Francis Gumm, Mm-hmm. And a great 7-inch by a band called Rake. Yeah. And uh, also there's a label called um, VHF that, VHF that was from Fairfax.
1: Yep. And
0: um, all their music... Did you listen to them? In I, have, I
1: have all those records, yeah. I haven't yeah, listened so to them in a long time. So this, I really smiled when I saw that you were going to be playing them because... Uh, I have all that stuff and similar so it's to hard you to
0: pick one. Like I, I always thought that they were just like fantastic. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. So to pick one was very difficult, but this is a song that was actually like not released until 2007. It was like, I don't know why they didn't put <laughs> on one of their records. Cause they made like a bunch in the nineties yep. and they were great. You know, Pat Foster on guitar and vocals, David mm-hmm. Bishop on the drums, uh, Andy on the bass. And it's, uh, uh, Teapot Dome, which is on a compilation called Add to This Rhetoric.
1: Okay. Let's let's dig yeah. it. So yeah, so t- the teapot, you know, the teapot dome scandal. Uh, yeah, Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. 1921. His, yeah. His, his cabinet members taking bribes. Yeah, uh, Secretary of the Interior in, Albert Bacon in, Fall. He ex- fell. He's in exchange for uh, releasing oil rights to oil tycoons. You know, totally appropriate that you have a. a Virginia-based, D.C. adjacent band writing songs about scandals from the 1920s. You know, presidential scandals from the 1920s. Well, Warren G.
0: Harding was the worst president of all time. Uh, <laughs> Until the current day.
1: Yeah, hold my beer, right? Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a beer? Uh,
1: I do not, no. No. Yeah. It's a little late here. It's, you know, it's a little late there. A little late, late. here? I'm yeah. two hours out of you. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, uh, did you know those guys? Yeah, yeah.
0: Played with, played a couple shows with them.
1: So you mentioned Pat Foster. You know he has a music podcast as well. No, yeah, I've actually Great. listened to it. So he, here's here's the dirty little secret: we do a music podcast. I don't know if you listen to music podcasts. I almost never do. No, no, I don't. I listen. I've listened to a handful. Uh, our I buddy
0: listened to my our guy frozen lazurus.
1: Uh I haven't listened to that yet i I want to I should listen to that yeah
0: really it's got to be good
1: uh, yeah for sure um he's got good taste so I'm sure it's good I've listened to our buddy email Amos who does a fantastic podcast yeah yeah See, um,
0: I don't I just can't I can't um, it's,
1: it's okay no it's okay it's okay I've listened to and then and then Pat Foster has a podcast called Rock in the Suburbs. Um,
0: well, i been false church where he's you know, yeah is the ultimate suburb.
1: And um, they've done a lot of episodes, and they've done some like
0: more than us.
1: I think so. Like 145? yeah, like three hundred and I don't know. I, I I should I of course I'm talking about his podcast, and I don't have his page up, so I'm. You know, That's it's okay, all going. But like, it's it, amazing. Like,
0: the wind was like, you know. So I just think it's like, it's like Dan of podcasts. Y-
1: yeah, well, you know, they do occasionally. They'll do like a, a New Zealand week, and they'll get guests in. and Oh
0: man, they're just so far ahead of us. It's insane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have you know they have patrons and all that sort of stuff and they have the whole like if you donate x amount you could be a guest on the show they have Holy they shit. they oh, have their shit together you know they it's, it's like, bro, like they must get paid yeah it's just you know this thing is just you and me talking and playing music but that's okay yeah. it's that's, that's i that's, mean i
0: guess so i mean I'm, no i'm way more yeah uh, i don't want to do any kind of
1: business <laughs> no me neither i just want to talk to my friend place i'd rather music. lose than win <laughs> <laughs> um, but More yeah, comfortable with it. Thank you for reminding me of Wingtip, wingtip Sloat.
0: Oh, fantastic band! Yeah. And you and I are looking at like a pile of seven inches and other things. They're a great band for sure. And and um, yeah, I'm happy Pat is still at it in the podcast mode.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: what are we still making music.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I think Wingtip, wingtip Sloat actually did a reunion recently.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the reunion things, good business. Played
1: played some shows. Um, you know, I mean, hey, wingtip floats no pavement, so I don't know how much money they made. Easy,
0: Tiger. Now they're contemporaries of pavements. Uh, like, you know. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, you get your old, um, you know, lots of things were actually I mean, better.
1: Well, but I just mean it from the standpoint of they weren't playing on... Well, the Tonight show, or uh, what were you know, they weren't playing festivals, I don't think it could be more than they were, yeah. Well, That's maybe all. I mean, I just mean it from the standpoint of like uh, a pavement reunion versus a wingtip sloat reunion. Um, you know, you the
0: same people, in, wouldn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, some of the same. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? So um, doesn't really matter. does not really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go back to the 70s. I'm going to play a song from a band. Um, And I think I first heard them right around the time this album came out. And I was a kid. My sister had this record. This record was huge. Um,
0: Well, they were huge.
1: They were huge. I'm talking Cheap Trick. Yeah. From from Live at Budokan, 1978. I want to play a song that...
0: It's like when they were touring Japan. This
1: right? is when they were touring Japan. This is another, you know, similar to mentioned earlier, Bronwyn Brent. More well-known in the UK than over here. Cheap Trick was much more popular in Japan than they were in the US. And so they were touring... Well,
0: the one guy? What's the name of the one guy who played the good checkerboard guitar?
1: Um, Rick something. Rick Nielsen.
0: Yeah, yeah. good job.
1: Um... And Robin Xander on vocals. Um, yeah, he's
0: very famous. I can still see his, like, thin face and his stringy blonde hair.
1: Exactly. Thin face, stringy blonde hair, that ties in well with what I'm going to... Th- the case that I'm going to make for this song <laughs> okay. in particular. So, um, this came out in 1978. This was... Um, Around the time of their third album, Heaven Tonight, and this is on, this is a live version from Budokan. Where are they from? They're from Chicago. Um, I, was just, I thought the Midwest. Yeah, or you know, somewhere in Illinois, like Champaign or something like that. But basically, yeah, they're a Chicago is. band. Um, and this this song, the studio version, is on their third record called Heaven Tonight, uh, which. Surrender is also on, you know, the famous... This is this is the first song on... Sounds like a famous
0: MTV video. On our that, new yeah.
1: album, right. Um, which is also from Budokan. So, uh, anyway, this is a song called Auf, Auf Wiedersehen. And this <laughs> song, both from the delivery and the subject matter, and the blonde guy with the stringy hair, thin, skinny blonde guy with the stringy hair... <laughs> Like I feel like this song, in a lot of ways, is a template for what Nirvana was doing ten, twelve years later. Uh, so
0: I think it is. I think Nirvana actually is mentioned, like "Cheap Trick Love." M-
1: maybe, maybe, but but I say that. So I fucking don't. know. Close your eyes. Listen. And just imagine this being done by a Kurt, young power Kurt power. Cobain or at least being absorbed by a young Kurt Cobain. Listen to, to both the way the song is delivered and, and listen to the subject matter, which is essentially about suicide. I mean, it ends with Robin Zander going suicide, which mm. to, to me feels like, in a lot of ways, a template for what, what Kurt was doing later. So that's my Thesis. Jesus. I may be full of shit. I may not be. I don't know. We can't validate it, but I will. It, I'm sticking to Either it. Either way, you are. I'm. I'm sticking to it. So. So here you go. Cheap trick, a I mean Robin zander saying suicide Isn't that basically a blueprint for Nirvana twelve years later?
0: Well, I mean a lot of things on sub subpop or pubsop.
1: <laughs> PubSop, yeah. As you I like, mean, to, like to call it. Um and I don't mean that like as a Tower diss Rock. at all. I don't mean that as a diss because I think um I love yeah, cheap I mean, trick
0: Like Adam is a diss either. It's like late eighties, like I mean, you know, M C five also like you know played a big you know role in that. A lot of other bands yeah, that I,
2: I influence
0: see... before like the early days of sub pop was just like I mean there's a there was obviously Mud Honey.
1: I just see that. So here's here's but the you're way. I've... Been in your
0: opinion, who's the best sub pop band? Their best uh, early sub pop band of all time. Uh, like who I, do you, like uh, which?
1: Well, which records
0: do you like? Uh, I do reach lo- for the most.
1: I do love the early Nirvana stuff. I think. Arguably the best sub-pop release is Super Fuzz Big Muff. the first. Yeah, just, I mean, the Mudhoney stuff honey. was the best.
0: I'm sorry, the early years. I mean, uh, Tad, like, you sure,
1: know. Like, I was never much of a Tad. Like, sub-pop lost me and And I didn't mean i I meant to, this to be a bit of a celebration no, of cheap trick
0: in, but like yeah that's true second era.
1: that's true. Um, I meant this to be a celebration of 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 cheap trick as well as a little bit of a celebration of nirvana sub, but but I will divert for a second and say sub pop kind of lost me when it got into like the heavy dude rock, you know, like like the th- super, super heavy sludge, oh. like we a bunch of dudes in mud whompers like that was never really my scene, but like I always appreciate it. And I think cheap trick does this. Well, I think Nirvana honed in on this where they kind of take the melodicism of the Beatles and amp it up and give it a well, lot Nirvana
0: of had like, you know, feminine side
1: for sure for sure they so, get a, a mainly lot of through steroids yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't through Chris. um you know but like i see Isn't the, that guy
0: in trouble for like supporting some sort of right wing shit
1: yeah i think so less said about him the better at least right especially right now but um there was
0: the Ariel Pink guy that was at the thing. That
1: too, yeah. He was. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Like, what know.
0: happens to these, to these people? Like, for fuck's sake, know, you know? Like,
1: I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't want. It is.
0: It's interesting to think about. Like, think about who made you. You know, like
1: I, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Like his fans are not that. You know. I but, mean,
0: like nobody at that thing <laughs> last week. It, there's no Ariel Pink fans no, in the crowd. No. You know. No.
1: No, or John Mouse, who is also there. Um, I don't even know
0: who the fuck he is. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's like you know some guy, electronic some some
1: turd, electronic artist. Um, Yeah, they're not they're not listening to electronic music at the um, you know as they're sure they're not listening to
0: this podcast.
1: They're not listening to this podcast. Or Pat Fosters for that. Who's much more prolific (laughs) from a podcast standpoint than we are. They do like daily episodes, and we're lucky if we can get one in a week. but uh, but yeah. So I anyway. Back to back to Cheap Trick. Back, back to, Nirvana. to Cheap
0: Trick and Nirvana. I, I, I think just definitely. I think definitely all seven total lifetime members of Nirvana, including Pat Ruth, Pat, Pat Smear. Yeah. Like I think yeah. Cheap Trick is like famous power rock band. Like famous power pop power rock band.
1: Right. I mean, and helped. I think that song. The in band that was playing
0: arenas when I was like a, in junior high.
1: Help provide a glimpse of what Nirvana could be.
0: Yeah. I mean, in my mind. They're like a blueprint, like for sure, American for sure. power pop band. For sure. So
1: like... And so Nirvana added a little bit of additional grunge to it. They added even some additional melody, but like a lot of that same uh, subject matter, you know, Nirvana just took and ran with. You know, you're going to write a song about suicide and ending it all and like end with a guy yelling suicide you know like hell yeah <laughs> like we will build a band basically around that the rest of the cheap trick catalog um doesn't I'm really, with that. it doesn't really dive into that you know i mean
0: For a lot of people it's like their favorite fucking band
1: you know cheap tricks good they're a good band um but like it's it's that for me that song in particular like I see it as a light bulb moment for Kurt the rest the rest uh-huh. of the cheap cap that's intense cat- in- t- you'd
0: have to like do a little a lot of work. Like uh, you'd have to ask people about. I, that. That's I'm like, you're this going is on your own. Whim. I
1: am. I am. This is me creating my own kind of like fan fiction and like, yeah, like yeah. imagining what it was like. It's a weird because, move, because, because, yeah. It's, hey, but this is what I can do. I, there's no rules here. Um, yeah. No, so definitely so, no rules. So I'm I, because the rest of the cheap trick catalog is you know I want you to want me and you know it's like. There, you know, there's, you there's, there's fun yeah, songs, yeah. yeah, and there's songs I know you know, but like that kind of darker, really,
0: like yeah, three or four or something. You know, they, Who knows?
1: they they did they have a song called "The Dream Police" that you know was played quite I know a that bit. One. They they um uh big black covered "He's a Whore," which you may or may not know their version of. Um, yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, but uh, they suck. Yeah, I know you're not a big Black fan. Anyway, no,
0: no, uh, no, enough. No, I've no. made
1: my case. Yeah. That's all I wanted to Taking
0: say. Big Black Onions is a good song. That's, that's and, um, Bad that's House all. is a good song.
1: Yeah, I like Bad Penny. You know, there's there's a number of Big Black songs I don't mind. Um, so I'm now ready to not
0: in, into. I don't know. Who cares?
1: Who cares? Um, Who cares? Who cares
0: what I think?
1: Who cares? Anyways,
0: I would like to um, play a song to end the show tonight. The Broken Family Band. Let's go to England. A band that actually, like, I I think this happens a lot in music, Mike. Yeah. I think, like, there's really great bands that happen. Yeah. And.
1: That's a good thing.
0: Yeah. But, like, they, this is a band from Cambridge in England. And, like. Six, seven, eight years pass, especially in England. There's a thing that happens there where, like, if you're not flavor of the month, if you're not, like, it, it doesn't even matter the genre. Like, it's it's intense, and, like, you better get in, and you better be, like, it's very stylish. Hmm. And this is a band that, like, would have been big in the early 90s, but they didn't exist until 2000. 2000- too, I think they started but um, they've made a lot of great songs in fact a lot of the songs are country tinged and in the early 2000s like that was not in style not in vogue so it's one of these bands we talk about about this a lot on the show that like don't hit the nail on the head just like out of place out of time but I think they need like a certain amount of appreciation for making great songs mm-hmm. even if it's out of place in time you know so I think the, I think our podcast has been I'd say one tenth about that not getting your just due da 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 but like it's a band they made a song this is their biggest hit if they made a hit
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if they're a one hit wonder that they could have been a, like you know back in the day there used to be one hit wonders they could have been, um,
1: been a contender
0: they could have been a contender. This is on Track and Field Records, a record label out of London that put out my dear friend Stressy Bessie's records in, the, in in Europe. And uh, the Broken Family Band, they existed, very talented people, and they had made a fantastic song off their album, Balls. Um, it's called It's All Over. Yeah.
4: for
1: it's just fantastic yeah yeah anthemic uplifting you know just a beautiful little song yeah i like that uh are they still around do you know
0: no just like not as far as i know
1: that's a shame yeah
0: just four dudes in england making a great song but like a lot of the songs are like more country tinge and more folky but like i think they kind of like uh, made a breakthrough like it is very early 90s sounding or like... A
1: little, yeah, um, it it definitely has a 90s feel to it, which is interesting because, yeah, you said they were a little out of time, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were around more in the 2000s? Yeah, no, 2002
0: to 2009. Okay,
1: yeah. So they yeah. kind of took
0: the... Four dudes in Cambridge, and they went to London, and I think they um, had a breakthrough like touring with The Walk then. Okay. They were a great band, great yeah. band.
1: yeah. They took the baton from pavement from the 90s. Not really. I don't think so. Well, think it sounds,
0: you know,
1: I'm not talking yeah. style-wise. I'm talking like, okay, we got it, guys. You're doing your thing. We'll do our thing now. You ended right around when they started, and they took it and ran with it. It's maybe a bad analogy, but in, in my head, it's working. So. Deal with no, it. that'll work for me. But I think
0: <laughs> I, I just think it's a great, catchy song. It is it's a beautiful it, song. It's, it is all over.
1: Yeah, it's all over.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's all hopefully over. It's
0: all, hopefully, it's all over for at least this administration and for, yeah, eight or nine days. Soon
1: ago. enough. Soon enough, my man. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we we will do this again soon. Yeah. Past uh, tomorrow night. Maybe tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, we'll 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 double double bubble it we'll double bubble it two in a row for us Uh, but yeah thank you and thank you for listening
0: that's
1: right Uh, it's always a pleasure and be well I love you thank you everyone good night